Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So we'll stick with the scoring system here or the grading system here. If you were to give a report card grade to Josh Allen, what would your report card grade be as we head, you know, to week four here, specifically talking about the game against the Dolphins? Okay. This might sound crazy to some people, but I think he's raised his bar so high. I might only give him a B plus in this game. Oh yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. I was right? going to say, a B. I was going to say a B. So okay. I think that's yeah. totally he, fair. I, I think he missed a couple of throws. Uh, even the one that was a little behind stuff on Diggs on the first pass of the game that, you know, Diggs uh-huh. it was the controversy we fumbled or not. There was the, um, the play to Isaiah McKenzie. We saw um, here there, there was another one, the short one he missed. And I can't remember which one that was, but he missed a couple, but you know what? My gosh. I mean, he also, Matt, he makes a few throws, one to Reggie Gilliam. He made, I'm like, how did he do that? Like, yeah. what? how do you make that throw? Like what? No human should be able to. So I would say that if this was a average, normal quarterback, he'd be getting A's all over the place for me, but it's Josh Allen and Josh Allen to me gets a B plus for this performance because as great as it was, he's usually even better than this. And those in, in a few of those situations, he threw the ball, by the way, set a record 62 attempts, his previous high 54. He shattered his previous high. And you know what? He gives them the best chance to win. Yeah, and I know. And I know they didn't win, but you want the ball in your best player's hands. And that's Josh Allen. That's Stefan Diggs. Like they did not have the elite level game that they are capable of having, but they had, well, at least specifically Josh, a good game and a couple mistakes here and there, and you fall short, especially against a team. That's pretty good. Like Xavier Howard is an outstanding player. Holland looks like he is going to be one of the best safeties in the league. They've got some nice playmakers on their defensive line. The dolphins are, you know, a little bit of a bend, but don't break defense. And we saw that today, like the bills put up a bunch of yards, dominated time of possession, but they got down to the red zone and they couldn't score. I think if you told me that Josh Allen would have 447 yards of total offense oh and only have 17 points from the offense, I would say you're crazy. So <laughs> I think if you keep up that pace, you're going to have a lot more points on the board. And that means you're going to have a lot of chances to win games. Uh, you always will with Josh Allen. He's just such a competitor. He's so far. And one of those things, everybody today, or excuse me, everybody on Monday is going to be talking about the video of Dorsey throwing everything in the yeah. coach's room and all that stuff. But like Josh just takes these so personal. And I know some people that might rub the wrong way, but like, I think that shows just how much of a competitor this dude is. He wants it so bad. We're talking about a week three game against the dolphins. 
you know, in the grand scheme of things, obviously it means so much, but if they go do what they're supposed to do, nobody's going to look back and be like, Oh my God, can you believe that they lost to the dolphins week three? It's like the Jags game last year, but this one's obviously, you know, far less embarrassing and far less concerning, but they lose to the Jags and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. But then they do what they do in the playoffs. Nobody's thinking about like, how did they lose to the jet? Like what? It's, it's just, yeah, he's, he's a freak of nature, 447 yards. And we gave him a B and a B plus. <laughs> I'll tell you who I give A's to the rookie corners. Uh, I just think that overall, here's three of them. It's not just two anymore. Christian Benford, Kyrie Lim and Jamarcus Ingram. I mean, Matt, they did a nice job. The Dolphins threw for just 171. That included a 45 yard at a waddle. So we're talking about 125, 130. And they also held, by the way, Tyree Kill to two catches for 33 yards. I think it just shows the show what we've talked about. I know I've said on the radio a lot. The system works. It's very they're very good at coaching it, and they've done a great job of finding some players who can fit into it. And give credit to those guys as well. You hope Christian Benford's okay. He did come back. He didn't play much on defense. He did play special teams when he came back. But how about a guy like Jamarcus Ingram getting in the game and having to be in that situation? I, I I think those corners did a really nice job considering the circumstance they were in. I agree. I I don't know if I would go with an A, but okay. very highly graded, maybe like a B plus or something. And I just want to see back some of the plays where they got beat. Oh, I don't even want to say over the top. I know there was the big one to Jalen Waddle, but the drive before that, I believe it might've been two before that the dolphins just went yeah. down the field at will. And it was funny. I mean, it's not funny, but they moved the ball so fast down the field. It was after that Bills super long drive that it was like, oh, I bet the Bills offense yeah. wishes that like yeah. really, really bad that they just had a little bit more of a breather. 20 I, I plays, 20 plays, nine minutes. Oh my God. I think they both did a commendable job. And it's interesting because excuse me, obviously they're doing this without Dane Jackson. We don't know what his status is moving forward. We don't know when he's going to come back. Obviously considering the circumstances, the fact that he's even been able to go and join his teammates at practice has been a really, really welcome sight. But if Dane Jackson is able to play again, you're going to probably have him on the field. And then, Oh, by the way, you should be getting Tredavious white back sometime. And right. you know, we don't know when, but at some point this season. So you imagine the depth that they all of a sudden would have at corner if the three guys that played today weren't even on the field because they I would know. be backups. Like that's a very real possibility. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, all right, before we head on out of here, what about Von Miller? Non-factor on Sunday. Um, I don't know any thoughts, any concerns there. Obviously, he's Von Miller, but just the fact that he just he was actually held off the stat sheet completely except for one pass breakup where he got his hand on a ball. No tackles, no sacks, not majorly concerned because I feel like even elite edge rushers, this happens every once in a mm -hmm. while. And it's one of those things where maybe he's getting so much attention that other people are being able to get to the quarterback or create havoc or whatever, but none of them really did today. Like there was a couple splash plays here or there, but I never felt watching this game that the bills were getting a lot of pressure. I also think Tua was doing a pretty good job of getting the ball out of his hands fast. So the bills didn't really have an opportunity to, but on the plays, when you wish they would have been able to the third and 22, they only rushed three and nobody was even close to Tua. The guy could have probably, you know, sat there and read a book for a couple minutes before <laughs> anybody got there. So yeah, I, I don't know, not overly concerned with it just because he has been so dominant in the first two weeks. And 
I kind of expect more of that down the road too. All right. Well, the other thing is I want to go, unless do you have anything specifically on this game? Because I just want to look at big picture in the league on Sunday real quick. Well, my specific thing is just that I am not concerned about the bills. Right. Yeah. Me neither. I, I just really, my wife is, you know, a big bills fan. She's from Western New York. And I talked to her after the game and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so upset that they lost. I can't believe it. I'm really, really concerned. And I'm, I'm like, glad Don't. you got to talk to her. I couldn't talk to max. And apparently he cried himself to sleep. So uh, poor max. Well, I know yeah. a lot. And a lot of people obviously take this so seriously, but I just think that they're really, really good. I think that they were never going to go 17 and L right. They might even lose to the Ravens this week. Who knows? Like the Ravens are a really good team. But I still think that they absolutely have the potential to win it all. And nothing that they did on Sunday makes me feel less about or feel, you know, different about that. Well, that's good. You said that because my, my next question was simply, do you still think they're the best team in the AFC and maybe even the NFL? And I'll just answer first. I say, yes, I do think they are. Now that comes with the caveat of we're talking about a healthy Buffalo bills team. If you're depleted like this, of course not. But if you assume everybody's kind of healthy, at least relatively healthy, other than, you know, Micah hides out, maybe even, even without Tredavious white, but getting him back, I still think the bills are the best team. Um, the dolphins are of course a team that's right there right now at three and oh, we'll see where they go. But I'll let you answer that. But in the context of that, Matt, maybe the AFC just isn't as loaded as we all thought it was going to be this year. Or it's so loaded that teams are beating up on each other. And that's, you know, making it a little bit more kind of compressed in the middle because right now, or I think the dolphins are the only undefeated team in the AFC, I believe Yes. now that the chiefs lost and everything. So I, I, yeah, I still think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. The three teams that I would say are at the top right now are probably the Chiefs. Well, the Bills, the Chiefs. Whew, this is tough. You're not you got up with the Dolphins, right? Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's Miami. Right I mean, now it's they, Miami. They, right they, now repla- it's Miami. They, re- they replaced the Chargers for me, but I would say I'd give it to Miami a little over Baltimore because they did beat them head to head in Baltimore. But I do think the Ravens belong kind of up there. But honestly, Matt, the Ravens gave up 500 yards of offense to a Mac Jones led net new England Patriots team today. Uh, yeah, Sunday. And like look what, and look what they did to Tua last week. Right. Look or what Tua did to them at least. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, that's a team. I don't think their defense is very good. I, I think every team in the AFC has holes, has warts, including obviously the bills, which is you get down to their third and fourth string guys. You're going to have a chance, <laughs> right? Um, but in all seriousness, like that's why I don't know if the AFC is as loaded as we all thought. I mean, look at the Raiders at zero and three, the Titans aren't very good. We know that they played each other. The chiefs lose in Indy to a team that hadn't even won a game yet this year. I look Patrick Mahomes, nobody in that team had like more than 80 yards receiving. That's a Patrick Mahomes led receiving core, right? Uh, um, team. So I, I think this is really interesting. And then even the, the upcoming schedule for the bills, Ravens, Steelers, chiefs and Packers aren't insurmountable. I mean, the Packers, they no. can't, they can't play very, they're not playing great offense right now either. So I just think it's really interesting to see how this all sets up going forward. I agree. I thought one of those teams, we didn't know what to expect was the Broncos. Uh, they're in yeah. a seven, five barn burner right now. As we, close. as we talk, yes, as we talk, we're in the mid, at the end of the third quarter here. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think the AFC is kind of up for grabs. I think the bills are in a really good position. I think the chaos that we saw around the league also are the Jags going to win the AFC South. 
Cause I think they are. Is this amazing? So I got to tell you uh, a few weeks ago before, before the season, we did our predictions on the uh, extra point show on WGR. My co-host Joby DiBiase said, my hot take is the Jags are going to win the South. That's what he said. Good for him. That's a heck of a call. So that looks pretty good. I I actually debated putting the Eagles in the Super Bowl in my yearly predictions because I didn't like anybody else in the NFC. And I thought that they had a better path because of the division and maybe get home field. And I thought, you know, they have enough playmakers on their team. I didn't go with it because I just didn't think they would be good enough. But man, they look really good right now, too. Yes, they do. And I'm sorry. I'm ah, yawning as I'm talking to you. Well, here. that's all right. That means it's time to go, right? I'm going to let you uh, get going. You got to fly back. Safe travels. We'll talk to everybody um, uh, later in the week. Uh, Matt, but tell everybody where they can find all of your uh, post-game coverage on Channel 7 and wherever. Yes, WKBW.com. We've got our show, our weekly show, The Point After. That's every Monday at 7 o'clock. It's myself. It's Joe B. from The Athletic. And it's John Murphy, the voice of the Bills. So we'll be talking plenty about the game. And I know people are going to be really, really fired up on Monday. But it's okay. I promise this team is still very good. No need to panic. And we'll keep you updated all week long on Bill's injuries, of course. You can follow Matt at Matt underscore Bove. You can follow me at Sal Sports on Twitter. We'll have you covered as far as practice is concerned, injuries are concerned. And we'll come back at you later in the week with another podcast getting ready for the Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. All right, Matt, get some sleep. Safe flight to Buffalo. Uh, I'll talk to you on the next podcast, and I'm sure I'm going to see you before then. Everybody else, thank you for downloading, subscribing. If you haven't done that, please do so. Throw us a nice rating, a nice review. We'd really appreciate that, and thanks for listening.